0: Talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio Interactive live chat room at TNTradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. This is the Hervoy
1: Moritz Show on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Happy Monday coming to you live from Mexico. Not so sunny today. It's it's cloudy for once. Um, We've got first-time guests coming on our one with me 16 year old Hannah Faulkner uh so teenage uh patriot public speaker extraordinaire culture of 1776.com is her website and then returning guest the eminent uh Daniel McCarthy who's editor of the modern age editor at large of the American conservative to get his thoughts on what's happening in um in the USA with uh out in Texas with Trump and what not uh but first some noticias I don't think I mentioned this so last week I mentioned that my podcast hosting provider SoundCloud has decided to start deleting my podcasts and uh I had a I interviewed on my podcast last week ex-CIA guy J Michael Waller he wrote the book Big Intel how basically the FBI and CIA became deep state villains and I go to leave a verified Amazon review for his book and now Amazon doesn't let me uh it says you know we couldn't post your review because it didn't meet our guidelines for profanity I I didn't say any bad word for harassment (laughs) I didn't harass anybody for hate speech I was just saying I like Michael Waller's book, Sexual Content. I mean, we're talking about the CIA and FBI um, illegal activity, I mean unless you're referring to the activity that the CIA and FBI carry out or private information. So really, you know, just like it's like you know the th- first thing that comes to mind to me is is Kafka, how you know Kafkaesque uh, this whole th- these systems are, and the 1985 uh, dystopian film Brazil. Um, basically you know like joe allen calls it idiocracy with algorithms that's what we're living in um it's absolutely i can't even leave a book review now on <laughs> amazon so yeah um and i thought i'd uh, this is a great quote i i just only discovered now from my former professor alfred desayas who was recently on tnt with uh was it with a dirk uh Polman, and i watched that interview very good and alfred desire says When it comes to groupthink, persons living in democracies, that's us, are even more endangered than the masses in autocratic countries. We are more likely to believe the nonsense of our leaders because we naively trust them. In autocracies, the people tend to have a healthy skepticism. There was also a great quote from... Oren McIntyre who said the year is 2024 Texas leads a coalition of over 20 states who oppose the federal government Taylor Swift is the biggest name in professional football. Ben Shapiro is the number one rapper in the country and it's only January, yes, there was some silly rap video that came out with Ben Shapiro very cringe uh and one more for you yeah Yanis Varoufakis says the West believes in democracy but not when governments it doesn't like are elected it respects sovereignty unless it decides to invade as in Iraq it supports Taiwan's self-determination not Kashmir's or the Kurds it supports human rights but not in oil rich countries it stands up for human rights unless it is not in its interests as in Saudi Arabia otherwise the West has principles uh Dr Mark Trozi up in Canada who I had on the show back uh, a year or two ago, Um, I think he does excellent work. He just had his medical um, license stripped from him out there in uh, Ontario for um, misinformation. I don't know what to tell you just every day, (laughs) every day, the algorithm ghetto um, is advancing and picking people off. Um, Some good news for once here in Mexico um Robin Brooks Brooks reports uh on Twitter he's a good analyst that I follow he says Mexico is in a massive investment boom to put that in perspective there's a chart and he says here's the cross-section across all emerging markets of the contribution from capital formation to real GDP growth Mexico had been in a severe growth slump before COVID that's over no emerging market is coming out of COVID stronger so a bit of good news for us here in Mexico uh, because uh, we've we've got a lot of bad news, so we could use all the good, no- good news that we can get. Um, and again, some neo feudalism news, great resets. Uh, you know, file under algorithm ghetto. California bill would mandate all new cars have device to automatically limit speed to ten miles per hour over limit how crazy is that it's it's a groundbreaking legislation says the lawmaker that it would require all new cars sold in California to be equipped with a device preventing them from traveling more than 10 miles over the speed limit again they they don't they, they don't want you to run um far uh if you've if you've got a car so th- these are the plans they they have um for us uh, and then on top of that the guardian publishes this article seismic shift driving unaffordable for many in us amid push towards suvs and basically it says that the average new car today sells for almost $50,000 and the average used car half of that $26,000 and that um basically it's the automakers they've come together they've conspired the automakers by coordinating an industry-wide production cut the pandemic gave manufacturers power to demand mind-boggling prices for fewer cars leading to record profits as consumers adjusted their expectations executives saw an opportunity to establish a lucrative here's that word again new normal so again that they're just they just keep coming at us they're pricing you out of owning a car if you have one and won't be able to go more than 10 miles per hour (laughs) so absolute insanity I don't know what to um tell you so um a a reminder if you have a suggestion for a possible guest or host you want to hear on TNT we are all ears perhaps you have a topic you feel we should discuss we'd love to hear from you just fill out the suggestion form at tntradio.live or message any one of us individual presenters. You can go to my contact form and easily send me a message. Uh, I'm happy to reply. Help us make a difference on TNT. Keeping the commitment
0: 24-7. I've been in the car all day and I got to listen. Can't get enough of that. You guys are doing a great job. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT
1: reportedly a spokesperson for the houthis has said russian and chinese ships will not be threatened when passing through the red sea as the yemen-based group of militants continues to target israel-linked ships on the global shipping route here with the story joining me now
2: tnt news producer adam clark aka ruckus Thanks, Sarbori. Uh, doesn't that just make the Houthis that much more endearing to the West? Yes, <laughs> probably not. Um, in an interview with a uh, Russian news outlet Izvestia uh, on January 19th, apparently, this is according to a report from AFP, anyways, uh, Houthi member Mohammed al-Bakati said that attacks on, quote, Israeli ships or those in any way connected with Israel, end quote, would continue. However, check this out. Uh, he says, quote, as for all other countries, including Russia and China, their shipping in the region is not threatened. Moreover, we are ready to ensure the safe passage of their ships in the Red Sea because free navigation plays a significant role for our country, end quote. Mr. Bukhari said the Iranian-backed group does not seek to capture or sink any vessels on the Red Sea, but rather, quote, to raise the economic costs for Israel, end quote, as a means of pressuring Israel to end its military offensive in Gaza. On the same day as his interview, the Chinese Foreign Ministry issued a statement calling on the Houthis to cease, quote, the harassment of civilian vessels, end quote, and to ensure smooth flow of international trade in the Red Sea. The Houthis have conducted a campaign of terror, as it were, against commercial shipping in the Red Sea for the past three months, causing, sadly, disruptions to global supply chains and, Experts suggest that this may be another strategic move by Iran following its alleged instigation of the Hamas attacks on Israel. Simultaneously, there are claims that China seeks to divert U.S. attention from the Pacific by backing conflict in the Middle East, with evidence suggesting that the origin of the missiles used in the Red Sea attacks points to China. Uh, That's at least coming from the Epoch Times. Speaking of which, Carl Schuster, a former director of operations at the Hawaii Joint Intelligence Center, told the Epoch Times that the technology used by Iran, Hezbollah, Hamas and rebel forces in Yemen, including drones and anti-ship ballistic missiles, have their roots in Chinese designs. He said, quote, China sold drone designs to Iran many years ago and assisted them in developing their Iranian version. In addition, the Houthi armed forces are using anti-ship ballistic missiles developed by Iran. They are using technology from China, end quote. He suggested that the CCP indirect support to those attacking U.S. interests in the Middle East diverts attention and resources away from Asia. Interesting theory. I don't know. That's the Epoch Times for you. They always take that spin. Uh, I'd like to point out something our friend Jose Nino uh, said about this when he wrote about it on Big League Politics. He reminds everybody that the present Red Sea crisis is the product of U.S. intervention in the regime and its entangling alliance with Israel. There are consequences for the U.S. sticking its nose wherever it's not wanted. To avoid geopolitical blunders, it would behoove the U.S. to retrench its foreign policy agenda and focus more on its domestic affairs which one do you think got it right uh Jose Nino or the Epoch Times blaming China I will
1: go with Jose um Nino and uh again you know a lot is going on here you know we can add to all of this talk Secretary of State Tony Blinken who came out today and said quote we have not seen a situation." as dangerous as the one we're facing now across the Middle East since at least 1973 Uh, and another tweet uh, today came to mind from John Robb who I'm a fan of he says the only way Pax Americana works is if most of the world is supportive parentheses due to moral standing alliances uh, or stable neither is the case um, anymore and there was also this report from Reuters exclusive that said China presses Iran to rein in Houthi attacks in Red Sea uh and I think what's important here is the the shifting of the center of power right it used to be Pax Americana dictating uh and doesn't seem to be anymore now you know China's uh the one telling others what to do like in Iran uh and China's getting as you mentioned the free pass uh as uh, uh together with the Russians um for a free pass a get out of uh getting your ship hit by a missile free uh card and so I think this is just a sign again of the decline of the West regardless of what what one thinks of bricks or multipolarity. I think people know my view on that but um it it, it is it is a real thing and so um yeah, I think we're going to be seeing more of, of these types of, of developments um, moving forward. Your your further thoughts, Ruckus.
2: Well, sneak peek, ignoring the next story that I'll bring for everybody in the following hour after this one, um, because things aren't necessarily all that rosy for China right now, financially, economically speaking. However, this is a good sign uh, because apparently they're going to be able to survive this Red Sea crisis a little bit better uh than uh the Israeli uh aligned folks including uh, here uh my country the United States of America um so I would say hey you know if you're into stocks and buying you know certain things you're paying attention to the economy I'd say it's bullish right now for Russia and China and bearish for the United States of America and Israel or we'll just leave it at that
1: yeah you know I've I've interviewed some years back people like Jim Rogers who uh you know I I think it's when you when you speak of bullish and, and bearish and the economy uh I I just mentioned you know I just right now Mexico is is seems to be in terms of the emerging um um markets uh the one that's rapidly recovering uh the most rapidly recovering from COVID-19 uh 84. you know I've, I've mentioned before my story of living in Kazakhstan and wanting to invest in the stock accounts there um uh, uranium and all this sort of stuff. And so there are interesting places around the world um, where where people could be putting some of their money. I'm not sure if, uh, Rakesh, I would want to invest in Chinese or Iranian drones. Um, I, I'm sort of not into <laughs> making money from, from war. Uh, <laughs> would you feel, um,
2: would your conscience allow you to do that? No, probably not. I've had an experiment with that, actually. There was a a few years back when I was doing my podcast, The Daily Ruckus, I was noticing a trend in the news stories and I decided, hey, I'm gonna throw a little money into this company, who knows, it might do well. And it did, I just didn't put a lot of money into it and I felt bad, but the company I invested money in was Palantir um, because I saw the, the writing on the wall, there was a big announcement coming that I was convinced was gonna happen and it did, and it did affect the price of the stocks. The stocks went up. And I was like, man, I feel like uh, so bad for doing that. Luckily, I mean, we're talking, I made like 20 bucks. It's nothing significant. But I was like, wow, I did feel guilty. So I could never be like a a Senator or a Congress person who gets all this inside information and then goes and makes money off the stocks. I could never be Bill Gates investing in failing biotechnology companies years uh, and months before the pandemic happened. What a fortuitous buy for that guy, Arvore. How did he know? Well, Peter Thiel um he's he's happy he he
1: thanks you for for the assistance with it. Volunteer <laughs> uh, all right catch up with you in a bit we have coming up Hannah Faulkner cultureof1776.com feel free to call in uh, or or um you know send a, send the question through the email we'll be right back TNTs Pella neuroth Taylor
2: we, we need to look, do a lot of re- deconstruction of these phrases and, and really think about what it means. Because what
1: does far right mean? I, I'd say that far right means anything that you don't like. And um, it's just a label, a bit like the, the Chinese under Mao, their state press used to call uh,
2: anyone who was an ideological opponent, capitalist pig dogs, or whatever. And it was just meant to evoke a response. And it was a signal from the rulers to the rule that
1: this is what you should think without actually having to think. It's, 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 a, it's a, meant to evoke a sort of Pavlovian reaction that you're a, you, these are bad guys. And uh, a moderate, in, in, in our lingo, I mean, let's say it's foreign coverage. The BBC will say the moderate blah, blah, blah party in the third world. Meaning, well, the guys we approve of and then the extremist is someone we don't approve of.
0: Helen Nerov-Taylor on today's News Talk TNT. A better business tip from TNT Radio. One reason people tune in to TNT Radio is often because they're loyal to a specific show or personality. Our personalities have been a part of people's daily routine, and people continue to tune in. They trust TNT Radio and are highly engaged with the content. If you'd like more information about advertising on TNT Radio, simply fill out your details on our contact page and we'll be in touch. To find out more, go to tntradio.live if you're talking about it we're talking
1: about it today's news talk radio tnt joining us for the first time on the rebel transmission is is a very young uh rebel hannah faulkner 16 year old patriot public speaker host of the hannah faulkner show you'll find on rumble and elsewhere elsewhere culture of 1776.com is the website and she's on twitter accent hannah f 1776. welcome to tnt hannah
3: Thank you so much for having me.
1: So, you know, I, I recently came across your your work on the internet and I was floored. You know, I was thinking, forget Hannah Montana. We need more Hannah <laughs> Faulkner's. Uh, and I've been listening to some of your interviews uh, on your channel. We've had some of the same guests. You know, I've interviewed Pastor Archer Pawlowski in the past, as well as Clay Clark. And uh, I've heard your guests say the same thing that I've been thinking uh, that, you know, you're battling tyranny at such a young age and that i think uh, you know i'm i'm a father i'm a former teacher and i've been thinking for so many years you know we we desperately need young people to wake up That's right. and become become animated in the fight for liberty how did you sort of start going down this road
3: yeah well i believe it all starts in the home and i talk a lot about about that a lot actually And so since I could remember, my family has just raised my siblings and I up in a home where we're actually talking about these issues. And so over the course of my lifetime, I've developed a passion for the truth. And around the age of 13, I wanted to get involved, but I didn't know how. But it just so happened that Turning Point USA had stumbled across my uh, homeschool tutorial that I attended at the time, and they were encouraging us to get involved. And so I wanted to start a Turning Point chapter, so at age 13. I started a Turning Point USA chapter, and then a few months later, we had a few events. Uh, we weren't doing anything uh, big. I mean, we had five to 10 members. Um, but then August 22, 22 so two years ago this August, my seven-year-old sister was paralyzed in a freak swimming accident, and this accident paralyzed her from the chest down. And so really, my family and I were able to see how the not just the medical industry, but really the United States government was pushing this rainbow cult, as I call it. And I call it a cult because it is, you know, just like I worship the God of the Bible. I worship Jesus Christ. They worship their sin, their hedonism and their bodies, frankly. And so I realized, you know, they are pushing this onto my generation. They're pushing this onto the the children every single day, every single time they get it. And I actually remember uh, being in a pediatrician appointment and one of the pediatrician, it was a pediatrician in residency. She was in residency to become a pediatrician. She comes into the room, with green hair. And she has a pin on her, her right chest. And it says, my pronouns are they, them. And so I came to this realization of, oh my goodness, these are the people that are supposed to give parents medical advice for their children, yet can't even tell us whether or not they are male or female. And so I realized I needed to take a stand. I needed to fight back about this, about this issue specifically. And so I prayed and I felt the Lord calling me to host a Teens Against Gender Mutilation Rally. And so a year ago, this month, we held the Teens Against Gender Mutilation Rally with Chloe Cole. She's now the 19-year-old detransitioner going through menopausal symptoms, uh, from what the medical industry has done to her. And I'm sure you're familiar with her story also. Uh, but yeah, since then I've just been traveling the country speaking uh the truth, not my truth, not your truth, but the truth, right? Because there's only one truth and uh yeah, it's been a it's been an exciting journey. Just being able to hear multiple different perspectives, but it's been interesting and it's honestly mind-boggling to me that we're even talking about these issues. I mean, we have politicians literally defending kids being able to cut off their healthy breast and genitals. We have teachers encouraging our children uh, to use quote-unquote pronouns, which doesn't even follow the real. Uh, you know, if you go back to kindergarten, you'll know that those aren't. That's not the way you use pronouns, right? Um, But it's it's just hypocrisy what we're seeing and what we're seeing is just we're in a spiritual battle. We're in a spiritual war between good versus evil, between moral versus evil. And so that's kind of what I'm doing. uh, And that's how I got involved.
1: And as you say, Hannah, uh, every day, I just can't believe the headlines that I read, whether it's it's the transgender LGBTQ plus to infinity uh, news. Or today I'm reading uh, in California, they went on. uh, force you to install something where your car you're you know in theory uh they can you, you know either shut your car off or it can't go more than 10 miles per hour they're trying to take away our our cars i mean i'll just all sorts of crazy stuff sorry to, to hear about what happened to your um sister and you mentioned turning point uh i had a friend of mine on the program uh, jose nino um a few months back he attended i think it was in arizona the conference did, did you happen to make it or
3: yeah, America Fest. I was there. Um they graciously awarded me the Patriot Award on stage. That was it was so humbling and it was such an honor to receive that award. But yes, I was there in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. There were I think over 13,000 students, which was just incredible. I mean, and I talked about this, you know, one of the interviewers that I was I was interviewed. I think it was epic times and they asked me they said, "Why do you believe that all of these students are here. And I said, I believe every single person is here for one reason and that's freedom. All of us want, whether we like it or not, whether we, you know, regardless of what we say, we all want freedom. We all want to experience freedom. So it was a joy to be there. It was a joy to talk to all of those students and just be able to hear their passion and their uh, drive to want to fight for this country. Because again, we were all there for for one mission and that's to fight for this country and fight for freedom
1: and and I have to ask you you know for over a decade I've been a high school teacher uh teaching history economics politics as well as University and I just I after a decade I felt like I was um you know fighting against the waves kind of like like King Canute or something where I just would find a majority of the young people were not interested um in these things i mean even at the university level you know i was skyping yep. in the economic hitman john perkins and and uh cia ray mcgovern you know to the students in, in undergrads who are you know this is supposed to be their topic they weren't even interested and i'm just like i have to ask you what sort of delay of the land right now you know what are your peers like the the youth are they interested in trivial worldly matters or are they more serious People interested in in, in serious things like the state of America and the world and freedom and tyranny and and, and war and so forth.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's really sad. You just saw the statistic recently be released, and it's only 18 percent of Gen Z uh, Americans are proud to live in the United States of America. And to me, that's a very sad statistic, knowing, you know, the quote from Ronald Reagan that says, you know, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. It isn't passed down through the bloodstream. And those in world history who have known freedom and then lost it have never known it again. So to recognize that only 18% of my generation is proud to live in the United States of America, the greatest country in the history of our planet, that only 18% are proud to live in America, and then recognizing that if we lose our freedoms, we will never see these freedoms again. And I truly believe that that statistic that only 18% of, of Gen Z is proud to live in the United States of America. I believe that stems from creating a society of of uh, that we, we've taken everything for granted. We've taken these freedoms and liberties that we have for granted. We do not know what suffering truly is. And I always say this, you know, we do not know what suffering truly is. While we're going through hard times right now, this is nothing compared to to the men that lied about their age in, in the 1940s, the men that stormed the beaches of Normandy knowing they were going to die. That's suffering. That's the, the the children that are starving to death. You know, one third of the world's population doesn't know if they're going to have one meal today. That's suffering. Children that are... Uh, are suffering, not even be able to have one meal today, knowing that they're not even going to get one meal that day. That's suffering. We in America, we all, those of us in America, we are so blessed that we get to go to bed with a pillow under our head. We get to sleep under, uh, you know, a warm, in a warm bed under a roof. We have water, we have running water. We had, we have clean water. We have food on our tables. You know, we are so blessed that we are rich in America And I believe that that statistic stems from taking these freedoms and liberties we have for granted. But, you know, as I talk to my peers, it truly is sad just to know that these are the issues that they're even having to battle uh, the, I was actually just had Chloe Cole on my show the other day, and I told her it's like we're reading the Babylon Bee every day, like an actual headline saying 13 year old middle schooler wants a kitty litter box put in their bathroom. You know, you think, oh, that's just that's just a fake headline. No, this is real. This is reality. This is what we're actually talking about in 2024, 2023, 2024. These are the issues that we're talking about. And these are the issues that are in the headlines. And to me, I mean, it's just I it blows my mind. Uh, But I believe it's because we've we've been in a state of apathy. We've taken these freedoms of liberties for half for granted. And, you know, I always say as a Christian, we've we've thanks God that we're not like California. We're not like other countries that are, you know, under uh, communism or under a dictatorship. And I believe Tennessee, I live in Tennessee and I, I tell Tennesseans all the time, you know, we're going to be just like California. Our entire country is just going to be like California. It's going to be worse than California in less than 10 years if we do not take a bold and vigilant stance on these issues. But talking about Gen Z, I mean, I people always ask, well, how can we reach your generation? You're 16, you're a part of Gen Z. How can we reach your generation? I'm asking I, the same you, question.
0: Go ahead. If
1: you could just hold that thought, we're going to jump to our headlines and we'll be right back. TNTRadio.live. This station, the first to broadcast
0: breaking news. TNT Radio News.
4: For TNT, this is James O'Neill. On Monday, thousands of French farmers initiated the siege of Paris, a large-scale protest involving the use of tractors to block entrances to the capital city. The Moonlander from Japan successfully resumed its operations on Sunday, nearly a week after experiencing power-related issues on the lunar surface. The King and Catherine, the Princess of Wales, both returned home from their respective surgeries on Monday. King Charles III followed Princess Catherine in being released from the London Clinic on Monday.
1: On air and on the app. I
4: listen
0: on the app. Stay up to date around the clock. I listen, therefore I know. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: We're back with Hannah Faulkner, Culture of 1776com uh you know help help her out subscribe to her rumble channel to her Twitter X uh, an hour ago she just uploaded an hour-long discussion she had with General um Michael Flynn so it's just amazing the work that she's doing you know some of the folks that um she's um interviewed as I mentioned Archer Palowski Chloe Co- uh Cole Ginger Gates um and a whole bunch of other interesting folks. And and um, you, you were just gonna say, you know, how do we get, in a lot of my discussions and with a lot of my guests, um, we often say that the youth is the key, you know, when it comes to all the stuff that we're talking about, but also like the technocracy, right? We know this yeah. cashless system that they wanna impose, the CBDCs, the digital ID, That the, they the elite need to get enough buy-in from the youth to accept those things to then get that system going um but if they don't then we'll, we'll still be able to have some some freedom and so the youth is is the key uh right now and in history it's always been the case right Hitler famously said you know talked about capturing the youth so did Lenin uh, and so you know um b- before we went to the headlines you were um you know any thoughts on what we can do uh to get the, the youth um to get interested in these things
3: Yeah. So what I was saying is, you know, people always ask me, you know, you're 16, you're part of Gen Z. How can we get your generation involved? How can we get your generation ignited to take a stand? And I say, you know, I'm asking the same thing. I'm asking, how can we get our generation involved? Because truly... I cannot get my peers involved. I cannot get my generation involved until I get the parents involved. And so my message is always directly at the parents. You have to educate your children about these issues. They're not going to want to talk about these issues. They're not going to want to talk about abortion, genital mutilation, what's happening at the White House, what's happening at the border, unless you're talking about these issues with your children. And I believe, you know, I have three siblings. I'm the oldest and all of my siblings love talking about what's happening in our country. They, they want to fight for a country. They want to do what's, what's best and they want want to fight for this next generation. And I believe that stems from my parents, that that stems from the backbone of a family. And that is the parents and and not only just teaching us the what what's happening in our country, but the why what happened in history that's led to this. You know, I had you said I had Archer Pulowski on and I love how he always refers to that. This is a repeat of history. What we're seeing right now is just a repeat of history. You know, uh, the quote, you know, those who do not know their history are doomed to repeat it. And that's what I believe is we're seeing right now is we do not know our history. You talk about the feminist movement. Nobody knows where the feminist movement actually originated. Nobody knows where this gender ideology originated. Marxism, communism, nobody, they just throw these words out, but they don't know where these words, where these ideologies and these philosophies actually come from. And while there's a deep trail of many of these ideologies, I believe it just takes a little bit of research to find the true meanings of them. Um, but, you know, going back to the parents again, that's my that's always my message directly at the parents is parents. You have to educate your children. Nobody can educate your children. It's either you, the ch- you, the parent that's educating your children or it's the government and the world. And that's why the public education was created is so that the government can educate so that the government can teach your children how to think rather than you, the parent. And so Again, like I said, uh, I think it's Sam Sorro that has the book, They're Your Children. I had her on my show and I said, uh, I, I think we should start a book that's you're the parent, not just they're your children, but you're the parent. You have to take personal responsibility to educate your children or the world will.
1: I would totally uh, agree with you. And, and speaking of children and, and parents, I got to share some of the comments um, uh, that we've got. Someone says uh, she, meaning Hannah, she makes most... Hannah most, makes most adults sound uh, unintelligent by comparison. Also, you, you may be the, our, the, our very, the very youngest guest that's been on TNT radio, P- possibly. We're not sure, but uh, and I would fully agree with that um, statement. And maybe to get your th- further thoughts on the state of America today, you know, everything that's going on with with Trump, the the elections. Um, there's talk of a second Civil War. I mean, they're putting on movies sort of yeah e- egging on that idea so it seems like some people in power want that to happen uh, i don't want that uh to happen but uh just your further thoughts on the the, the state of things in america
3: Yeah, I will mention, you know, talking about Trump, you hear them often bring up the argument of of Trump is a threat to our democracy, which I always respond with. First off, our country, the United States of America, is not a democracy. We are a constitutional republic, a republic which reps the people. And that's what republic stands for, is a representative of the people by the people. And so D- Donald Trump, though, is not a, a threat to their quote unquote democracy. Donald Trump is a threat to their agenda. Donald Trump is the only person he is standing in their way for their agenda to be fulfilled. And you ask, what is their agenda? Well, their agenda is a one world government, their agenda, which is laid out. You know, people say oh, that's just a conspiracy theory. You know, this is directly on their site. You talk about the World Economic Forum. They're talking about this. You just had the, the Disease X uh, panel that went down in, in Davos Two weeks ago. I mean, this is this is stuff that's being fulfilled. This stuff is being played out every single day. And I believe the reason again, the large reason that we're here is because we're not educated. We don't know what's happening. You just saw disease X. I read an article. About Disease X uh, that was published several years ago. You look at COVID, there were articles, COVID 19 was already being talked about several years before it was actually released onto the people. And it's because, and I I fall short of this too. You know, I wasn't paying attention. I had no idea that they were about to release this virus onto the American people, that this virus uh, was created in the Wuhan lab in China. Which my question is, you know, why are we even dealing? Why are we having scientific studies? In China as a whole. I mean, we have plenty of technology. We have plenty of of resources in the United States of America. Why in the world are we going to China and doing scientific projects in China? I mean, this is this is because we have elites in America running our country that are just created to destroy our country and get us and get us closer to this globalist 2030 agenda, which actually used to be uh, the 22 I think it was 2021 agenda. Um, but, you know, I, you know, talking about Donald Trump, people say, well, why, why are you for Donald Trump? He's just a mean man. You know, he's, he's all of his tweets were mean. They were racist, homophobic, all whatever. They throw all these names out. And, you know, first off, you know, in response to the name calling, you know, call us names all day long, but let's get back to the substance. Let's start arguing with facts and not emotion. Let's start arguing uh, these these issues rather than just name calling, because that's what they do. They, they attack your character. They call you these names to attack your character and distract from these actual issues that we're talking about. But on Donald Trump, you know, I'm a big Donald Trump supporter. I can't vote for Donald Trump in 2024, but I will most certainly be supporting him and advocating for him and advocating for uh, voters to get out and vote for Donald Trump. But again, you know, if you love this country, if you love the freedoms that you get to enjoy, if you love the ability, uh, if you love the the gas prices you got to enjoy uh, in 2016 through 2020, if you love the ability to exercise your First Amendment right, your Second Amendment, and be able to Uh, have your constitutional rights in America, I think you should be voting. I know and I believe you should be voting for Donald J. Trump uh, this coming November. And to not vote for him is to deny those freedoms. It's a complete betrayal of the American people. And it's a complete betrayal uh, of our country. Because if you look at Joe Biden, I mean, Joe Biden, uh, he is he is committing treason, allowing this invasion That's happening at our American border. I mean, what we're experiencing truly is an invasion. We don't have a border. When you have thousands upon thousands of people, fighting-age men, coming across the border every single day, we do not have a border. Our border is not just open. We don't have a border. And people ask, well, why do you believe we should have a border? You know, we should let anyone come into our country. I don't mind people coming into the country, but I, I, they need to get a citizenship. They need to be Americans. They need to get. We need to put voter ID laws back in place. You know, people can't just come over the border illegally a border is what defines a nation and when a nation does not have a border that nation collapses and so I, again i don't believe this is a coincidence i believe this is planned uh, another i mean they're using all these different issues the uh, a lot of ngos are being uh, funded by the global elites to push these different agendas uh so i mean there's so much so many things happening in america i, I, I you know mentioned to chloe Cole, We, i had her on my show and she said you know there if you look at twitter every single day There's millions of headlines. I mean, you just scroll for hours of different issues that are happening in the news. And it's all to create distractions from what they're doing behind the scenes. So I think this is this is a pivotal time in our history. I mean, every year you say, or every election year, you say this is the most important election. But I truly do believe that this election is the most important election. It will determine the future of America. It will determine the future of our world because America is the leading nation. And if America falls, so will the others. Uh, so I encourage everyone to get out and vote for Donald J. Trump in 2024,
1: 100%. And it's just all the things that you just mentioned there and i i recall conversations i have with people here in Mexico or when i go to the us or europe and adults intelligent people and i'm like hey you know about the great reset and they look at me blankly like like you don't you've never heard of great reset or or or, you know davos cobra commander klaus schwab and they're like looking at me with blank stares and i'm like oh boy are we in trouble if the average people don't even know what is going wow. on um and and you know something else that worries me is the economy um and the inflation and I mean you know obviously the whole great reset project you're you're well versed in um and I view it as a neo-feudal project right they want to erase the middle class and so we have just yep. the aristocracy and the bus serves and plebs uh, in every country now it's getting difficult to own property for the average uh person cars now just today there was a report on how people are being price out of owning um, vehicles. And so uh, do you have any thoughts on further thoughts on the state of the economy? It looks pretty bad um, in the United States.
3: Yeah, I mean, and even just relating to Donald Trump, and I actually just had a debate with one of the Gen Z Democrats. I mean, there's so many. And I asked him, I said, you know, let me just ask you this question. Was our country better off under Donald J. Trump in 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019? Or is our country better off now in 2024 with record high gas prices, record high inflation? People can't even, I mean, if you look at Instagram, if you look at social media, There are hundreds of videos from even people in my generation saying, why is it so hard to live in America right now? Why is it so hard for me to afford to be able to live in this apartment that I could easily afford? I can't even do recreational activities anymore. Yet they continue voting for this Democratic Party that's put them in this state. And so, yeah, I mean, again, asking that question, is our country better off now under uh, under Joe Biden uh, the dementia-ridden president that we have right now, or was it better off under Donald J. Trump? And I think that's a very simple answer, and I think anyone from both sides of the coin uh, can answer that question. But I will say a lot of Democrats are fed up with Joe Biden. I mean, they recognize uh, the Democrat; They're starting to wake up. They're starting to see what's the corruption that's going on uh, with the Biden regime. And I call it the old Biden regime typically as much as I can because we know who's running the White House, right? We know it's it's Barack Obama, And we can talk about Barack Obama more later, but I truly do believe that Barack Obama has been a key uh, pusher of this this globalist agenda, this new world world order agenda that we're seeing right now. I mean, even if you want to talk about parental authority, that's a big issue that I talk about a lot going back to the parents is you saw his Life of Julia, the Life of Julia campaign ad video that he pushed, which was quickly taken down after uh, he got a lot of pushback, a lot of heat. About, but it was essentially the 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 cradle to the grave theory, which Gavin Newsom is heavily pushing. He just put it into legislation in California, and it's basically that you're a uh, dependent upon the government from the time that you are born to the time that you are dead, and that's that's their agenda is for us to be peasants, to be slaves. To their agenda for them to be the elites, for there to be a few elites, and that's the technocratic oligarchy, essentially. And you mentioned something similar to that as well, is that we're the peasants, we're the slaves to their agenda, and they're the the globalist elites in this technocratic oligarchy, which I believe we're heading there faster than people could even blink their eyes. Uh, but no, I think the bottom line is, you know, just going into this the 2024 election, and you mentioned the state of our economy, is just asking that question: was our economy uh was the ability to go to the gas station without Uh, fear of your your bank account being withdrawn uh, better off in in 2016 under Donald Trump's presidency or is it better off now under the Biden administration? I think that's a simple answer. And uh, yeah, I think I believe Americans are fed up with with this administration right now.
1: Yeah, you know, I I had in 2022, the Department of Homeland Security banned me from uh, PayPal. Uh, Someone in the chat says, I've seen this little lady before somewhere. Uh, a show a month or two ago did a profile on her i hope she's more typical of her generation uh soon and you mentioned trump's economy tomorrow morning i am on my podcast interviewing david stockman who was uh head of the budget director under reagan and his book talks it's titled trump's war on capitalism so it seems like he has a, a differing uh view but uh we're gonna jump to our break we'll be right back
0: with his expert analysis and opinion.
1: This is TNT
0: Radio's
4: Timothy Shea. People often ask me, Timbo, you're one of the most conservative guys I know. Why are you so hard on the Republican Party? I'll tell you why. It's because I've never been stabbed in the back by a Democrat, but I'm like a porcupine with all the knives I've taken from fellow Republicans. Republicans like Jeff DeWitt, Arizona GOP chairman, who Carrie Lake captured on voice recording trying to get her at the behest of powerful people back east to suspend her senatorial ambitions for a couple of years. Why a couple of years? Because by then the tide of globalism would have swept across this country, never to be turned back. Kerry, to her credit, said, no, Jeff, the fight is here. The fight is now. And this is a hill worth dying on, and she's absolutely correct. We need to put President Donald Trump back in the White House. We need to put Kerry Lake and Ohio's Bernie Marino in the United States Senate. And we need to put North Carolina's Colonel Lori Buckhout in NC1, and Brooke McGowan in NC10 into the House of Representatives. We need politicians that are going to represent the will of we the people, not of the powerful people back East. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for today's News Talk TNT.
2: I said, could she die? And the doctor said, she could. It was so scary.
3: When I started clawing at my neck and trying to breathe and I thought, you know, what are we gonna do if I die here? <laughs> How's everyone gonna go on?
0: When someone's gravely sick or injured in the bush, they rely on the Royal Flying Doctor Service. But now the Flying Doctor needs your help to fund vital medical equipment and supplies. Please search Flying Doctor online to give a regular gift of just $10. You can help equip the Flying Doctor's teams to respond to any emergency anywhere. Search Flying Doctor online. Become a part of the Royal Flying Doctor Service and help save lives in the bush. This is
1: the Hervoy Moritz Show
0: on today's News Talk Radio,
1: TNT. It is our final segment here with Hannah Faulkner. Cultureof1776.com is her website. She's got a great podcast uh, interviewing Michael Flynn, Arthur Palowski. Uh, so subscribe to her channels, her Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, X, all that stuff. And I, I did want to ask you sort of. Um, um, you know, I gave an interview the other day to a popular Substack asking me similar questions, and, and I said, I feel privileged that I've pretty much been able to meet uh, either virtually or in person most of my heroes: Ron Paul, Colonel D- Douglas McGregor, uh, Daniel S. Chalinsky, Edward Griffin bought me lunch. He's the author of *The Creature from Jekyll Island*, uh, and so I'm like, uh, I, I'm done. You know, I'm 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 good now. But you know, who who are some of your Uh, inspirations, you know, past uh, and and, and present?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, first and foremost, you know, the biggest, the greatest role models, the greatest inspiration, and the greatest influence in my life uh, would be my parents, you know, aside from, you know, being a Christian and looking up and looking into the Word of God and, and having that as a foundation, I would say my parents have just played a huge and crucial role. You know, I would not be the person I am today without my parents, and that's why I always... I go directly to the parents. And I say, look, you know, again, going back to what I said earlier, as you're the parent, you have to teach your children, not just the what, but the why behind the what you have to, and, and instill these values and these principles into your children's hearts, because if you don't, the world will. And so I have to give all the glory to God and my amazing parents who have just instilled these these principles um, and have been able to teach me, you know, to be able to think for myself, because, I, and I will say this real quick, you know, I'm doing a, a documentary with the BBC and, and several others have, questioned, you know, you're 16 years old. What makes you think that you have the authority or the ability to talk about or the experience to talk about these issues? And I always respond with, well, first off, you don't need to have experience with having an abortion. You don't have to have experience with uh, chopping off your healthy breasts and genitals to be able to talk about these issues. These These are common sense issues we're talking about. This is objective truth. The objective truth that there are only two genders. You can't change your sex. Abortion is murder. This objective truth applies. To everyone. And that's what I always respond with. You know, objective truth not just applies to everyone, it applies to every single race. It applies to every single, uh, to both genders, not every single gender, both genders, male and female. It applies to everyone, regardless of where you come from, your background objective truth applies to everyone and so that's what i always respond with but going back to the inspiration i mean really you know we've talked about donald trump i just looking at donald trump and what he's been able to accomplish is truly humbling right because he has faced the amount of smearing the lies the 24-hour negativity that, that the fake news media is propagating about him every single day no other president no other person has faced what donald j trump has has faced and so uh, he truly is an inspiration to me, and it 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 gets me up every single day, knowing that there are fighters out there. But really, I will say this too: you know, not just a specific person, but what inspires me, what encourages me the most, is when I get messages from people within my generation, or really uh, anyone, and they say, you know, Hannah, I've been watching your videos, I've been seeing what you've what you've done, I've you know seen the videos that you put out on your Instagram from other conservative influencers. And speakers and i've been revealed the truth i've realized that i have been lied to my whole life uh and that i want to fight for freedom too i want to i want to learn how to get in the fight and i want to talk about these issues as well you know that's what that's what gets me up every morning knowing uh that even if i impact one person that's all that matters because this is not about ourselves this is not about creating a platform or becoming famous this is about fighting for the next generation this is about fighting for our freedoms that the men and women gave their lives and sweat blood sweat and tears for uh so I uh, you know i just i i don't know if i could say i have a single person i mean there's so many people in this movement that really do play such a great impact but i will have to say uh, not that i have a favorite congressman uh, or representative of our of our country but i i do have to say i'm very grateful for the powerhouse of congress you know you said i had gender gates on my show so i'm very grateful for Congressman Matt Gates and his wife Gender Gates, I do believe they're doing a lot for our country. And I'm very inspired by their work. So
1: yeah, I and in general, I would say as well, I'm inspired just by a lot of the ideas um, of, of, of liberty and just resisting evil and, yeah. and tyranny. And as you mentioned, I don't like this, uh, this elite view where oh you have to have some sort of like credibility or degree to comment and and anything. And please, no, I you know I don't care if you have a degree, if you don't have a degree, everyone has a right to comment. You know, the abortion issue, I've, I've told this story before, you know, when I was to, used to teach, I would show Ray Comfort's 180, the movie film, which is fantastic. I got to meet to meet Ray last year in L.A., Living Waters. And, um, you know, when I was 17, my uh, girlfriend at the time was pregnant and she told me the, the that it was my decision. So this idea that men can't have a say when it comes to abortion, my girlfriend literally said, you decide. And at that moment, unfortunately I, I decided I told her like get an abortion you know I've since you know repented and you know, I've become a Christian and um you know, it is what it is I would never do anything like that again but um it, she told me to decide so it was yeah. my decision and so um but we, we got just a couple minutes left and you were saying that some evangelical Christians have um um a beef with you. what's going on there?
3: Yeah well, I would say you know more so uh, you know beef with Donald Trump, you know, you hear the argument all the time. That they don't want to vote for Donald Trump because he couldn't answer whether or not men can become women. And I laugh at that so much because if you watch the video, he clearly said that men cannot become women and that the idea that we're even talking about this issue is absurd. And you know, I'm paraphrasing, but he said men cannot become women. Very point blank blank. But he took you know maybe uh, half a second or two seconds to answer that. And so, you know, Christians, evangelical Christians, conservatives as a whole were outraged uh, and were just annoyed that he couldn't answer that question. And uh, there were so many posts going viral about Donald Trump. And if he's even credible to be able to run for president, if he can't answer whether or not a man can become a woman. Uh, but I, I laughed because this is this is so funny. And I, I ask people, I say, listen, if we had a camera, if, if there was a camera in my face, 20 hours a day, 18 to 20 hours a day. I think I'd be a little tired too. I might take a little bit longer uh, than, than, you know, right away asking or saying whether or not a man can become a woman. But I, I do want to say, you know, from a biblical perspective, the Bible says that do not be hasty. And so I, I think that Donald Trump a- approaches these issues very well and not being hasty to them. Cause that's something I struggle with too, is just being very hasty and saying point blank. And I don't think that's necessarily always a bad thing. I think there's a time and place uh, to say things black and white right there, right then. Uh, but I do believe that Donald Trump, the way he approaches these issues is very, uh, he uses a lot of wisdom. He exerts, exerts wisdom and humility as he's talking about these issues. And so, yeah, we were just talking about that off the air, The the if men can become women. So I just, I laugh when people uh, condemn Donald Trump for not being able to answer, you know, three to five things within the past 15 years he's been involved in politics. And I just... You know, I think, you know, just looking at yourself, could you have a camera in your face 18 to 20 hours a day and be able to answer every single question to a T? I would say no, I couldn't. I couldn't do that. And what he's doing is very impressive. And I believe that he has an anointing. He is anointed by God for, for such a time as this, for this hour to fight for this next generation and fight for our freedom. So, yeah, that was just my message. Just real quick. Just wanted to say that.
1: And I'm sure, you know,' it's been two years now. I've been doing this show. used to be three hours daily now, too. and it's just I'm sure I've said some things, some stupid things and things that i I regret. We're uh, two and a half minutes to midnight. um Hannah, you know, any other thoughts I was gonna ask you, uh, you know we we've got censorship going on as well. your podcasting, which is uh, great. but um you know, t- two minutes left. any, any other uh, thought you want to get across or or final thought?
3: Yeah. Well, like you said, you can find your listeners can find me at the Hannah Faulkner show on Rumble on Instagram, Hannah Faulkner, 1776, Twitter, Hannah F 1776. And I have some merch and my website is culture of 1776.com. But I do want to say, you know, one of my favorite quotes is from, uh, John Adams and it's always stand on principle, even if you stand alone. And so this goes back to the objective truth principle. and, And it's that, You know, regardless of your age, if you're the only person standing in the room, if you're the only person in your family, the only person in your classroom, wherever it may be, that believes, that that knows the science, that knows the truth, that men cannot become women, that you can't change your sex, that abortion is murder, continue to stand on that truth. Don't back down. Uh, You know, we've continued to give the left an inch. We've continued to give them. Uh, a little bit. We say, oh, you know, we want you to live your life. You know, OK, that's fine. We'll live our lives. You know, we want everyone to have, live in peace. And then they said, no, we, we want you to do what we want to do. And now they're forcing this upon us. They're shoving it down our throats. So we continue to give them an inch and they take a mile. And so I say, stop giving them an inch. Stand your ground. Stand firm on these issues. Don't back down. Educate yourself. Know what's happening in our country. Pay attention uh because we're going we're riding from the inside out you know the communists we've been completely infiltrated by this marxist communist agenda uh through every single facet every single institution in our society and it's going to just continue happening um but i always say you know the only thing preventing these globalist elites from taking full control is we the people we the people are standing in the way of their agenda so stay in the fight stay encouraged
1: well hannah Faulkner. Uh, Again, thank you for coming on cultureof1776.com. Find all of her stuff there. Find her on Twitter, X, Hannah uh, F1776. I look forward to your future podcasts Uh, and and keep it up. Please do do not stop what you're doing.
3: Thank you so much. God bless.